morning, everyone. Today's passage comes from the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 1. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel, the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. The author of the book of Acts starts the chapter by greeting Theophilus, referring to his former account. This former account is the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts were meant to be a single story. The book of Acts picks up from where the disciples were left in Jerusalem and connects the story to the book of Romans. At this time, from a historical perspective, Christianity had nothing going for it. It just lost its leader. The remaining disciples were in hiding. It was criticized and persecuted. And yet, it spread from Jerusalem all the way to Rome and then dominated the rest of the world. We know little about the recipient of the letter, Theophilus. Some believe he was a Roman convert that Luke was instructing. Others believe that the name was symbolic of all believers, as Theophilus means God-lover. Now in the first verse, Luke writes, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach. The former book, the Gospel of Luke, which describes Jesus' ministry, death, and crucifixion, was only the beginning. The book of Acts describes the continuation of the work of Jesus, which continues today. Many Bibles will label this book as the Acts of the Disciples, but it would probably be more accurate if it were labeled the Acts of the Risen Jesus Reigning from Heaven or the acts of the Holy Spirit through his church. Of course, the disciples are doing their work, but we must never forget that they were driven by the Spirit of God. Continuing on verse two and three, Jesus gave instructions to his disciples through the Holy Spirit over a period of 40 days. Now we could say, why didn't Jesus go around flexing to all his opponents and naysayers that he is God? I mean, he just rose from the dead. This shows a remarkable humility and ministry of Jesus. He demonstrated power through the Holy Spirit. How remarkable that if the risen glorified Jesus relied on the power of the Holy Spirit, how prideful it is for us to say and think to ourselves, I can do ministry or evangelism through my own intellect, charisma, or talent. It goes on to say that he appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. Jesus appeared to his disciples enough times that they knew without a shadow of a doubt that he had risen. Not only did he appear to his disciples, but he appeared to many others. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 6, Paul writes, After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the time, at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. 
Jesus appeared to 500 people. This was wishful thinking. Uh, this was not wishful thinking or a delusion of just a handful of disciples. This was undisputable fact from 500 eyewitnesses. In verse 4, Luke writes that Jesus gave a specific command to his disciples. Do not, wait, uh, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus had nothing else for his disciples to do at this moment except to wait. His one instruction was for them to obediently wait until they received the Holy Spirit, because Jesus knew they couldn't do anything for the kingdom of God without the power of the Holy Spirit. As Christians, we must remind ourselves of this fact. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, we can't do anything. In our society, we tend to be impatient. We like fast food, fast service, fast cars, fast delivery. We don't like to wait. But Jesus told his disciples that, that they, they had to wait. This also shows that this is not something that we can create. Sometimes we think that by our careful planning or enthusiasm or execution, we can make a great impact in saving the lost. But brothers and sisters, without the power of the Holy Spirit, our best efforts and plans are fruitless in the eyes of God. We must wait and receive the power of the Holy Spirit to do His work. In verse 6, the disciples then ask an interesting question to Jesus. Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? The reason they were asking this was because when Jesus had taken up the cup during the Last Supper in Luke chapter 22, verse 20, He said to them, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. They knew that part of this new covenant was the restoration of Israel. So it was not an unreasonable question to ask. But Jesus responds, It is not for you to know the times or dates that the Father has set by His own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my eyewitnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Why would Jesus not tell them? Can you imagine for a second if Jesus outlined God's plan of restoring Israel 2,000 plus years later, the disciples would probably be shocked and discouraged and throw up their hands. Oh Jesus, 2,000 years, we give up. Jesus did not tell them, likely because it was for their own good. He wanted them to focus on their work that the Holy Spirit was preparing them for. Brothers and sisters, as we reflect on this message today, ask yourselves a couple questions. When you pray to God and you feel like God isn't giving you an answer, don't be discouraged. Sometimes in God's transcendent wisdom, He does not give you the answer you want for your own sake. Instead, ask and meditate on what He wants you to do. Do you sometimes feel that your walk with God is dry or lacks power? Pray to Jesus to fill you with His Holy Spirit. Without the power of His Holy Spirit, all of our labor is in vain. We can try all we want to create energy and inspire people, but our own efforts are meaningless. But once the Holy Spirit has baptized you, covered you, immersed you, you will see, see fruit. And I pray that all of you become fruitful children of God. Well, thank you for joining me, and I hope you all have a wonderful week.